0: this episode is pretty much uh what i'd like to do um the the actual front seat gamer podcast is kind of it's become a thing of just talking about what games we've been playing which uh is whatever that is but i i like having these conversations with other developers at grinding gear jackson is a uh great colleague friend and uh this was our a, a chance to have him on and and, and talk about his journey to grinding gear and what he does at grinding gear getting emotional right now. <laughs> do you have anything to say about the episode? Um, it's
1: uh, it, so, yeah, so it was, I mean, we've, we've talked with me and Sab, we've been, we've talked about quite a lot of things. And, yeah. We have uh, opinions. Yeah. We have opinions and sometimes they don't match. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. they do. And uh, we, it was, it was a, it was a great conversation and, uh, and it's, I did, I did, most of the times I believe in thinking out loud. So when you're talking, you're actually thinking. Mm. And I did learn quite a bit today awesome. uh, from that conversation. Yeah. Awesome,
0: dude. Yeah, let's end it there. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, sir. This is a standalone episode. Mm. Um, No Blake, no Nick. And it's pretty much me and uh in a normal style interview and i wanted to have you be my first guest okay. <laughs> and uh yeah shit that's an honor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know we just had the tour mm. um it's sunday mm-hmm. it's sunny it's nice and sunny we summer's, got a couple of, couple of beers yeah yeah summer's on the way summer's on the way um shit what what do, jackson what do, what do you do man
1: um you, what do i do wait
0: wait i'm i'm gonna intro okay you are, uh, uh together, I think you and I make up like the majority of ticket aran mm. yeah. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. you are very te- way more technical, I'd say. In,
1: um, uh, oh, we are kind of like in uh in different streams, so I'm kind of technical in a sense. That you're not technical in, and you're mm. not technical in the sense that I'm not technical. In yeah, it. so it's kind yeah. Of, but it, there is, it there is so vague. <laughs> yeah, but there's definitely a lot of overlaps in there that we kind of try to work together. Yeah, with, you know, you,
0: because um, you know we talked about it before. You said that you actually started out going program the programming route, mm. and then at some point you you pulled away. Mm. Um, tell me how you got started. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How That's was your three D journey?
1: That's a funny story.
0: Uh, on your journey to get to grinding
1: On my journey to get to grinding That's a really funny story because um, I don't know if your listeners know. I even even though my name sounds English, I'm not. I come from I I come from a Southeast Asian country. I come from India. Mm. Well, in India, there is this thing where you. Well, there is a, there is a common meme in India where people say. Uh, you become an engineer first and then you figure out what you want to be, you know? So <laughs> yeah. that was my journey. So I started out uh, and uh, back in the day, the new fad was um, a computer engineer. So you've got to be a computer engineer. Well, take me, What what's the year? So this was 2004 is when I graduated high school. Mm. And uh, it was time when I need to go to college yep. or university as people call did, it. Did year.
0: you already know you were going to go the engineer route? Fuck no. Yeah. Can
1: I swear? Yeah, you yeah, can okay. do whatever you want, okay. man. No, um so yeah, uh no, I did not because um the thing the thing is if the parents in India have a lot of control over your life, mm. so you don't you don't get to decide. I, you know, with my
0: background, uh Asian parents, Asian family, being Asian. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, of course. Yeah. That that my it in my family it was very much um, you know, do well in school. Try, yeah. Just try your best. Yeah. And it was uh, our family was pretty funny because if we wanted to go out, hang out with friends, you do it on your own dime. Mm. But if it was if it was st- school related, yeah, they would front the money
1: for it. Yeah, that, yeah. that was their rule. Yeah. Well, at least you had that. We weren't allowed to hang out with friends. We were always studying most of the time. Oh, okay. Um, it, it, it was. It was. I mean, the thing is, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that I now reflect back on, kind of. Um, is is the childhood that i had has is kind of reflecting on my adult life but we can get to that later Mm -hmm. but um yeah so i i I graduated high school and then it was time to go to university and i wanted to do visual communication that was what i wanted to do
0: visual communication was that macromedia director that kind of thing yes advertising advertising uh, cd-rom interactive all that garbage
1: yeah so this was yeah this was uh what um yeah this was how, this was what game design is today, where everyone wants to go to game design. Everyone yeah. wants to every gamer who is playing a game, or uh, they they all they also want to design a game. Yeah, uh, that this was what uh, vis- visual communication was in yeah. two thousand four in India at least. So I mean, partially I was. I, I actually didn't know
0: that about you because right. I. Did a similar course,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there we you go talk about that. Yeah, another another commonality between <laughs> us there. Um, yeah, so visual communication was my was going to be my thing, and um, so we, I I I grew up in a suburban town, and all the good universities were in cities. So we moved. We me and my parents we came to a city mm. where my cousins were, and we were just going for sh- going to shop for colleges or universities. Mm. So we stayed at our cousin's cousin's place, which was logical. And uh, those two, my, both of my cousins, they were my same age. Yeah. They were enrolled in engineering school and my parents and their parents got talking and mm. my dad decided I have to do engineering.
0: Now. Oh, so he he bestowed this position. Pretty much.
1: You. <laughs> Pretty much. And the next day I was like, oh, great. I'm going to go visual communication. Right. And, uh, what did
0: you know about it when he said
1: that? Well, when my dad told me, all right, you're going to do engineering in the university. Yeah. On the day he yeah. enrolled me in the university,
0: did he? So, him being your father, you, you and him
1: talked about this a lot. No, no, <laughs> no. It's basically it was told to me. Yeah, in the university, right? and you're like, so, all right, okay, guess okay. I'm doing that. Yeah, all right. This is what this is what my next four years is going to be. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is, uh, it was. So that's when I started kind of learning computers uh, programming. Mm uh i still i still uh tell my now wife then girlfriend mm. uh and also classmate from university yeah. uh that this the way that programming is taught, uh, was taught to me mm. is the dumbest way that they can teach and i would have probably had much more interactions with with different programming languages right. if they if they were taught in the way that i am kind of still learning i'm yeah. kind of learning now you know yeah um, so I was mostly not interested in school at all. Right. Uh, just no interest in it? No interest in it because mainly I was I was a teenager. I was yeah. like a hormone-filled teenager. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fine. This is my rebellious. You just wanted to hang out. Pretty much. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> hang out and, and just go to university. Just waste my time because it was not my choice. And I was yeah. like, all right, fine. I'm going to be a goth person. And then... <laughs> And uh, and ignore all social norms yeah, yeah. and then and then just be be myself. But yep. uh, um, to be honest, I was super lucky that it didn't bite me in the back. Mm. Uh, it could have ended horribly for me, but it didn't.
0: Which H- is how long was your
1: course? It was four years, yeah. uh, but I kind of gave out and I kind of tapped out in my third year. Yeah, and that's when I started learning uh 3d animation
0: yeah you picked up other interests as you're going through yeah and then you've discovered 3d animation
1: yeah so i kind of like all right in third year i kind of like okay fine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pursue engineering anymore yeah i'm just gonna go and do 3d animation mm-hmm. and then i spent so it went from going to university for i don't know it was probably like 40 hours uh, a week yeah. uh, uh, and then i started i started uh, learning 3d animation in my part-time which was like 20 hours a week in or your something. free time kind of thing yeah, yeah. wow yeah so kind of, kind of self-taught
2: yeah
1: and then it kind of became this became my major interest and then my university kind of kind of dulled down in the last year yeah and i dropped out
0: right yeah <laughs> you you could actually feel that you were interested in this other thing and and it was yeah. what wasn't worth pursuing the thing that you originally started
1: yeah uh even though i had a lot of um even though i had a lot of uh takeaways from from university sure. that kind of helped me in in 3d uh, it was not. I don't want to end up doing software upgrades for major companies. Yeah. You know, firmware upgrades, just like upgrading code. Yeah. For me. that's not where I saw myself. Yeah. Um, what was
0: that? What what like language? What kind of code base were you messing with?
1: So, when in university, we we learned C plus, We learned a lot of uh, MATLAB stuff mm. in electro in electronics and communications labs and yeah. stuff. Uh, it was mainly C++ where we kind of learned all our kind of programming concepts and yeah. things like that. But the thing is, I was too I was too dumb to understand C++. Yeah. Uh, I saw that.
0: I look at it now and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. Like the guys that write it, cool. Yeah. And I can kind of like see what a thing is doing. When someone explains it to me, I can understand. Dude, when I see a dollar sign, I'm just like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm out. Yeah. But, but which which part of 3D mm. caught your attention? it's It's... It's huge. Yeah. Modeling, animation. Which part of it? So what was it like like motion uh, pictures?
1: No. So this was this is an interesting story. So I had a friend whose brother was in was a three D artist. Mm. Uh, so we used to hang out quite a bit with him. Yeah. Uh, and he was a lighting artist, and I was interested in what he was doing. Yeah. So it looked. So basically, he gets a gray shaded model, and yeah. then like when it goes out of his. Uh, assembly line, it becomes it becomes nice and pretty, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, fine, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So it, it just looked that
0: attractive just as as you saw it, it. Yeah. Okay.
1: So pretty much. So it it went from gray shaded. Yeah. Because he was a lighting and texturing artist. Yeah. So it went from gray shaded to a nicely lit. Yeah. Nice and, and you and, you were blown away. Yeah, pretty much. So incredible. Then, uh and then and then uh, of course, layout and everything kind of sets the mood, but yep. lighting kind of plays a huge role yeah, in that course. as well. So I was. I was Did you of, understand the nuance in, in lighting uh, at that time? No, you were just blown away. Yeah, I was just with like, the process, pretty much. Yeah. So, so the first thing I was like, all right, fine, finally gather one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looks great, beauty pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks great. But uh, that's how my three D journey kind of started. Yeah, and, and
0: from there you were just like, no, this is this is me. Yeah. I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, and uh, I became a lighting artist. For a little bit right
0: and you were working with your friend
1: no uh my friend's brother no 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 i wasn't working with him but he did guide me quite a bit into yeah. like how the industry is yeah and uh, he did uh teach me what my teachers didn't teach most of the times you know most of the times with universities uh, i don't i don't blame the universities for this but they tend to get a lot of generalists as lecturers yeah and most of the times generalists kind of touch base on things and I, then they kind of skim away it was very similar
0: when I was going through, yeah, it it was rough, and um, unfortunately, the the people that don't make it into the industry become the ones that then teach, which yeah. aren't uh, typically the best people to teach. Yeah, yeah, and I hated that. Mm.
1: I think I think I have I have this thing where, okay, you didn't make it into the, into the industry mm. and you became a teacher. That's totally fine, mm. but then. To be able to teach, you should be able to learn efficiently as well, yeah, because um when you when you learn, you kind of kind of observe yourself and the third person as to how you're digesting that information, yeah, and then you kind of put that into practice. yeah, um, I think most teachers kind of should do that, and they're not doing it unfortunately these yeah. days, uh, because once you once you go into a teaching position, uh, it becomes monotonous. You go, okay, fine. From June to August, I'm going to be teaching modeling. Did, did wait? Did you do teaching? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. W- wait. Let me let me go back to your story. Yeah. You're okay. You you you've now gone to three D. Mm-hmm. You're a lighting artist. Yeah. Uh, what's next? What's next for you?
1: Oh, uh, so I was a lighting artist, and mm-hmm. then um, I was an intern, um, and. Uh, well, in India, interns are basically free labor. I think that's everywhere, I guess, you know. Mm. Uh, intern is basically free labor. They kind of... Uh, Typically,
0: it's the start of your career. You're, you're full of... Like, yeah. You just want to learn. You want to you want to develop yourself as an artist. Yeah,
1: hang out with superstars pretty much, you yeah. know. So, uh, and it's basically a pump and dump system in a way where they kind of bring in, they hype these interns quite a bit, and yeah. then they dump them away. And then the next batch of interns come in. Yeah. And...
0: Um, well, what's unfortunate is a lot of people drop off. I think, they like you, you, because you're exhausted. I think, yeah, because you're, you're asked of a lot.
1: Plus, as an intern, you're not getting the flashiest of tasks to do. Yeah, you're getting mostly data entry stuff. It's then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but as I was interning, since I had this person who was helping me out with my career, he basically he basically told me this is what you can expect. Yeah, and I already knew what I was getting into. While the other winters they were not. So I kind of,
0: you saw the path, kind of.
1: I did. So I was like, okay, fine. I was going in there voluntarily, knowing what might happen in there. You know, kind yes. of a thing. Uh, and uh, it was an advertising agency. And uh, one day, the director comes in and asks, "Does anyone know Real Flow? Mm. Because we have a client who needs a water simulation for a yep. shampoo commercial." Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't Your know. Your hand goes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Real Flow though.
0: <laughs> Yeah. You you're that guy who studies right before the exam pretty much
1: and I've been doing that ever since. <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of works out in the yeah. current position right. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing that ever since and that um that uh um kind of strategy hasn't failed me. So where I kind of put myself in a situation mm. because I'm a lazy fuck. I th- there there are
0: pros and cons there. I I'm, I'm with you as well where um I guess you'll be presented with a new task knowing what you know and what you don't know mm. you can kind of pursue what you don't know yeah and then just pick away at what does and does not work yeah and i dude it's got me here
1: yeah you know? yeah my workflow is mostly if i am present at the task i do a couple of quick google searches mm. and then see what's out there yeah and then see what's out there see how people have done it yeah. and then even though if it's not if it's an unfamiliar software if it's an unfamiliar workflow, mm. I I kind of feel confident that I can adapt it into my workflow yeah. and adapt it into my uh, into my um, so, into the softwares that I know. Yeah, and um, and one of the reasons for that is because um, over the time I kind of stopped learning 3d Mm. as 3d and then learned how it works underneath yeah a little bit the fundamentals yeah yeah so there is there is a lot of open mit courses that are out there that i i uh, there was a period in my life where i was like okay fine this is how i'm gonna learn Mm. and then there was a lot of open mit courseware where there is introduction to 3d graphics introduction to computer graphics and um I mean, I didn't pay that that much attention in university. I paid a lot of attention to a YouTube video more than like an actual person standing there and talking <laughs> to me. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that has helped and the YouTube me quite a bit.
0: video probably gave you more information.
1: It did, <laughs> and one of the one of the good things is I can rewind. Yeah. And then go back and <laughs> yeah, I yeah. listen to it. You know. Yeah, good point. Uh, that doesn't happen in university because you can only rewind your lectureware two or three times and then they get annoyed yeah can you please (laughs) repeat that for me yeah and they're like you're (laughs) fucking with me get out of my classroom you know Uh, you're doing real flow
0: um you you move forward i guess i do doing that kind of stuff
1: i was employed yep yeah awesome i was employed i was working for you no longer an intern no longer an intern but i don't know real flow (laughs) <laughs> so it didn't matter yeah so so i was like okay fine uh, so i was basically spending my nights learning and then spending my days implementing that what i've learned very and good then, yeah so that's how i got my first job uh,
0: was that your main kind of test looking back at your career
1: it is and i kind in of- terms
0: of like you knew what the task was you knew you didn't know it mm. but also that it was expected of you to actually produce. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So I think I still do that today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I still I, do that. I, I can I can tell you that some of the best times, and I and I still get it today. Mm-hmm. Um, going away, thinking about a problem, and just uh, putting together a thing. Yeah. To to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always say I always tell people that most of your work doesn't happen in front of a computer. It usually happens away from a computer. Oh, yeah. Um, because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm kind of mapping. So if, I, if I'm if produced with an issue at work, I'm kind of mapping while I'm not in front of a computer as to like the steps of how to achieve what I need to achieve. You know? mm, mm. Uh, so I spend more time staring at the window. Yeah. Instead of a yeah, picture, yeah. You know? Thinking of a solution.
0: Yeah. That's cool.
1: Uh, so yes, I was a, was a real flow artist, I was working, and um, I then moved to a different advertising agency where I was a creative director. Very cool. Uh, well, I started as a creative junior, yeah. and then I became a creative director, yeah. where I was uh, talking to clients, and Shit. then pitching ideas for commercials. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: this this is an advertising agency? Yeah.
1: So this is an advertising agency. It's a, it's a sub-agency that was contracting to major players in, in India. Yeah. So I was doing that for about a year. Yeah. And uh, what happened? Oh, it's, it's, so this was, bear in mind, the story I'm going to tell, it's, uh, it, this was in, when I was in my early twenties, it was yeah. probably when I was 20, 21, 22 or something yeah. like that. Um, so my now wife, current, uh, uh, my now wife, and back then she was my girlfriend, mm. she was my classmate in university and she successfully graduated. She mm. became a software engineer. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, she followed through. She followed through. And uh, I still tell, uh, tell to her till day that um, uh, the only good thing that happened to me in university was her, was her because like she's the one that's still with me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she got a job in a different city mm. uh, and I was like, all right, maybe I'll just move with her. So I, I actually went to drop her off yeah. into the, into this new city and then like set her up in a new, new apartment and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh I jotted down all the all the advertising agencies, all the three d schools yeah. and uh, all the three d studios in that city. Mm. And then the first thing I did when I came back was apply to all of them. Mm. And then I got a position I got a teaching position in one of the schools. Oh, very
0: cool. okay yeah. so here here it starts you, you yeah. you're teaching.
1: So this is how I started teaching.
0: You're teaching real flow
1: i'm teaching I'm <laughs> teaching real flow and I'm teaching uh, lighting, I'm teaching scripting and, and which which software. Uh, this is Maya. Okay. Yeah, this was Maya eight point five. Oh, yeah.
0: This, this is alias Maya.
1: Back in the day, when yeah. you hit the render button, go home, yeah, and then have a shower, eat, come, come back in the morning, twenty percent done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the yeah. good old days. Yeah, the good old days. You know. Uh, so that was that was Maya eight point five was uh was a dream package for a procrastinator. Mm. Yeah. So.
0: Well, anything just with a renderer. Yeah. Pretty likewise. much. Yeah. yeah.
1: Pretty much. Every time I go to my students, I'm like. Why are, you sitting? Uh, why are you sitting? Why are you not doing anything? Mm. It's rendering.
0: Yeah.
1: What the hell are you doing there? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Get gets food or something. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> rendering or it's simulating. It's <laughs> one or the other, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I started teaching. And um, I was did, like, did, you, did you enjoy teaching? I, I very much do. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. Uh, I still would love to teach one day. I,
0: I feel like both of us do a fair amount of teaching at, yeah. at GGG.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, this is this is where making tools come in because this is me kind of satisfying the hunger of teaching where mm. I'm making tools and then getting people's to use people to use that tool. Yeah. And things like that. I I really love teaching. One of the reasons is because I mean, it kind of it can be selfish as well because it allows me to learn more.
0: I yeah, th- this is what we share. Yeah. Yeah, I I love it as well. Yeah. It it actually um yeah, exactly what you said.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might sound a bit nerdy, but the thing is, uh, learning in this in this industry is it it's uh, it's super rewarding. Mm. Uh, not because, of course, you can upskill and you get can get paid more, but mm. you can also kind of um, learn what you can do, mm. uh, like how much mental capacity you have to learn a new. Uh, it's kind of lo- like learning a new language, you know.
0: I I like it personally just because of, of- seeing or having a result mm. that, that is the representation of your hard work mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. you can always go back and look at it and gauge how much you've grown since then that kind of thing
1: yeah and uh and the thing is like the first 40 percent of a of learning a new skill or a new package is probably the most enjoyable mm. and also the most frustrating
0: yeah yeah um most frustrating for sure yeah but but once you push through. Mm. Uh, shit it's it's good yeah and then it's just a thing of like give, give me this component give me that and then I can do yeah. this it, yeah it, it then grows Um,
1: yeah once you can once you can the thing is there is there is there is a ceiling as to where you can't understand what the other person is talking about in uh, about this software or about this uh, the specific uh, tool that you are using mm. And once you start understanding this person, once you start uh, speaking the same language, yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different language. Because what me and uh, another effects artist might talk is an, is an entirely different language than yeah. what uh, what a graphics engineer and you might talk. Mm. Even though it's, it's English, it's still an entirely different language. Mm-hmm. If you throw another effects artist into that conversation, they might probably it might probably sound Latin to them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So just 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 to be able to speak the same language. Mm. Uh and then after that it's easy. Yeah. You you speak the same language with this other person and then the learning kind of happens. I,
0: I find that that um that kind of vocabulary that you have between two people, two artists especially, is is a thing of like just having to sit down and work together. Yeah. And then just by being with them you you hear and see how their shorthand works and then mm. Yeah, you, you actually just work up hours together and yeah. then you you work together better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah there is a this is why mouth sounds are are a thing in visual effects and the visual effects team. There is a lot of mouth sounds going on. We're always making build ups with mouth sounds, we're always doing <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Things
0: like that, you know? <laughs> mouth sounds, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got we you. are
1: we're always doing mouth sounds because <laughs> you can you can tell a person to say
0: uh, effects is actually the funniest one because some things that you work on and go away. Some of the problems that you have, you you can't even describe them. You can't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gestural.
1: Yeah, or mouth sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or mouth sounds. But yeah. It's mostly mouth sounds. And, another, and and the thing is, you can convey, you can convey that mouth sound with uh with words, mm-hmm. but it would take you twenty minutes to explain how to achieve that. Yeah. Whereas if you. If there is this, if there is this, like, if you go Moth Sounds Bay, mm. uh, there is no better term for it. <laughs> uh, but immediately the other artists kind of grasp what to do. So there is this, like, mental map that you create in their head right mm. away. Yeah. So you project this, You your mouth makes, like, a 30-second sound. Mm. And then immediately this, like, this mental map kind of gets projected into this other artist's head. And then they immediately go and do it. Yeah, yeah. You could say, okay, fine. Uh, make this emitter emit particles for a second mm. and then at the end of the second you have another emitter that goes like that expands quite rapidly yeah. uh, or you could go <laughs> and and that that's much more quicker and yeah. that's much more visual yeah of course it's audible but it's much more visual um, um descriptive yeah it's yeah. much more descriptive that's the word yeah yeah so so as soon as you kind of start speaking that language yeah uh, learning also happens very quickly, yeah. is my theory. T-
0: tell me, okay, you're you're, um, you're teaching now. Mm. When? How do you get to New Zealand?
1: How do I get to New Zealand? So I was teaching and then I was like, all right, fine. Um, I was looking at the industry in India. Mm. It was not up to any good, just like any other um, outsourced yeah. country, you know? Yeah. I, but things have changed probably now i don't know but mm. it might not have who knows you know uh it's a huge industry
0: it is it is pretty. So, so i'm sure it's really diverse yeah
1: so then i was like okay fine it's time to move away so yeah. i studied, you're looking at countries yeah i was looking at countries um and uh, i looked at new zealand and i was like all right fine i need to get a co- i mean the only way to get to new zealand is to study mm. so i studied here yeah for a year yeah and uh in my, sec- in my second half of my study, I was... Uh, Where did you study? I studied in Lifeway. Okay. Um, I started in Lifeway. In Auckland City. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the second half of my first year, I was also a teaching assistant right. because I already had the experience of yeah, teaching. Okay. So it came in uh, quite handy.
0: You, you must have did pretty well. When when you went into Lifeway, you must yeah, have been yeah. a, like an honor student. Basis. Yeah,
1: pretty much. So I was basically kind of already. Uh, you were a teacher. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah because true. I was already teaching. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so I was already helping out. And then I was already like, uh, I, I was a teaching assistant. And then the next year I was, I got a job as a lecturer. Yeah. And I taught there for about three years. And that's when I was trying to kind of bring in new tech into school. Wait, was Lifeway in Auckland or was that the one up north? They had one in Auckland and they had one up north. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's when I was bringing in kind of new. So I was teaching. us. I, I asked the administration to uh, bring in RealFlow and then yep. I taught RealFlow for about a year. Yeah.
0: You can't shake this real flow thing. No, it, I could.
1: It, it Carries you. <laughs> before before I learned about this other software, was what that was what? can I say. Oh shit. <laughs> um, Houdini we're yeah, talking about. Yes, Houdini. yeah. So the next year I was like, "All right, fine. Well, I learned about Houdini." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, this is a game changer." Yeah. So So
0: as soon as you saw Houdini, you were just like, "This this is this is the next thing, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So the 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 way I learned about Houdini was in a coffee break, and one of my mates who I was working with, he mm. was talking about this new software that he l- stumbled upon online. Well, what was the year? This was in two thousand and thirteen, probably. Okay. Two thousand and thirteen. Yeah.
0: Houdini, Houdini had been out for a while now in two thousand thirteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been. I mean, it's been out the same amount of time as Maya has been, but like, it's been I really, mean, yeah.
0: Shit, I only started hearing about it since. Two thousand
1: and nine. I might be wrong here, so don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it. it I, I think I think Houdini has been there for much longer than both of us would have ever heard okay. about it. You know, uh, so I learned about this software, and I looked at it, and um, mm, this is uh, this is bullshit. This is garbage. Yeah. I have to. I have to. Everything. Every single thing doesn't have a UI. I have to press tab and then enter a node in here. <laughs> And uh, and I was like, because I did not see the possibilities of the software, or, yeah. or I did not see the possibilities having of having an unlimited undo queue, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is which is un- unheard of up yeah. until then in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also this whole idea of making a tool without writing code, yeah. you know. Um, so then I was like, once those two venues opened up, where I was like. Wait, I can undo multiple times. This is a node graph system. If mm. I take this node away and if I put another node in there, it creates an entirely new yeah. setup. Yeah. And and that was a mind blower. Yeah. And then the next one is wait, I can pack this and so then I can create my own An new entirely
0: one. procedural workflow. Like where you can swap out initial
1: <laughs> shapes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and have them run through the same network pretty much and generates a, a completely different output
1: exactly and yeah. and also you can have auxiliary outputs that can feed into yeah this system and then it can do its own thing yeah. and 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 once those two avenues opened up for me it was a game changer yeah and then i immediately
0: and you you're you're also like justified because you see where hollywood has taken houdini yeah and just like how every studio, Houdini was like the in thing, still is the in thing. Yeah. And um, if, you're, if you're good at Houdini, you'll do pretty well in BFX.
1: A hundred percent. Just because the tool is being used universally at this moment. Mm. It was not the case three years ago. Yeah. And three years for a software to kind of... Um, Infect the industry mm. this much? I don't know if "infect" is the word, but it definitely has done that. <laughs> it know? went viral. Yeah, it went viral. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, in three years, that's 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 that has to say something about the software, right? Mm. Um, so uh, so it was it was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, so I immediately went to the administration, and I was like, "All right, we need to get Houdini licenses for all the students. Yeah. Uh, because this is probably the next thing. Yeah. Uh, at that point, I think Vera was kind of using it. Yeah uh, they they probably were already using it but
0: they had Weta had massive so that was their proprietary thing
1: but they were only using that for
0: crowds Was it only for crowds I think so I might be wrong right. they they could not Yeah you I th- I think you're right mm-hmm. Yeah so so they're using Houdini as well
1: I, Yeah they were using Houdini as well and there were a lot of studios that were kind of testing Houdini mm. as uh as a software and a lot of indie studios that were starting at that time mm. uh they were opting for Houdini as their primary 3d software
2: yeah
1: and there were not much research the only problem back in the day about 3 new is there were not many resources that, as maya had yeah so if you and if you hit a wall you have to read a bunch of forums <laughs> and then you have to post your file and then you have to wait for someone to respond most of the times people respond in minutes yeah but then most of the time, sometimes people respond in days yeah and you're stuck yeah but now it's like their, their marketing team has done a, a great job and uh there's a lot of resources out, There's out there There's a lot of resources out there. If someone wants to pick up the software, so to learn. Yeah. It's, it's easier than ever. Yeah. Um, and my and I taught Houdini for about two years. Mm. And I also pitched uh, to my school that uh, we need to have a user group in Auckland. We need to kind of get more students or more people to and know. So Houdini. They, yeah. Collaborate with other uni- other schools. Yeah. And uh, we need to have a user group meeting every month. How, how did that go? Uh... I think it kind of ended into this bureaucratic uh, uh, um, thought. it kind of crossed that border where it was like, all right, for me to involve other places, do we have the budget for it? Yeah. Like how does licensing work if yeah. we are getting other people to use this software and things like that? and yeah. it kind of came to a stall. Uh, um, it just faded away. Yeah, it faded away and uh, and then I worked and then I was in India in 2015 for a break uh this was this is a funny story too this was when the whole flood thing happened in india there was a huge flood in india right and i was stuck in india for about two months because the uh, the uh, the flights weren't flying Mm. and i got an offer from hoohoo studios yeah uh, to work on a feature film and uh they were they were they know that i well this is this is another uh instance of where I put my hand up, I don't know shit about it, and then I learned about it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were they were after someone who was a generalist who can hmm. slot into different departments when when uh, work flows into those departments. Yeah. And uh and what was, what was the position?
0: Just generalist.
1: It was uh well, I started as a shading artist. Yeah. Shading texturing at, artist at, at, who, who? at Who's? Yeah. And uh, I was doing some compositing for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I was doing from lighting for a little bit, and then I jumped to doing character grooms, yeah. and then I did some hair and cloth setups, yeah. and then I did some sim. So it's it's everywhere.
0: Let me ask you: it, it... in within HooHoo, did you just have a reputation as oh Jackson's that guy who can just like do whatever task,
1: um... or he
0: he was very much you you're very much he'll do grooming he'll do lighting hmm.
1: no i think the thing is i people knew that i was technical yeah uh and uh i had i had some really good help as well yeah uh we had uh uh morgan i don't know if you know morgan but his rigs are really famous he was a character artist in in who's right uh he worked in Veda for like i don't know so many years he's I, I, I might have seen his work yeah. so his rigs are everywhere that's what students used to animate. right you know? okay so he was really good help. He was a great mentor as well. So I was kind of under under Morgan, kind of working with what he was working and yeah. what others were working. So people knew I was technical. So they were like, "All right, fine. Are you up to do this task?" And yeah, I was like, "Yep." And
0: right. I'm sure because you're working with Morgan, if he had a task that he knew you could do, he could just like yeah. delegate. Yeah, pretty
1: much. So so we were kind of sharing workload that way, and we were kind of also developing pipeline Very together. Cool. Uh, most likely, I was doing processes, and he was doing automation. How
0: how soon did you get into Hoo who Were you doing pre production on on a was it the Mosley film? Yeah, it okay. was
1: Mosley. Um, we were doing. Uh, so the thing is, I we knew that there was a project coming, mm. and they were kind of starting to ramp up artists for that project. Yeah, but uh, we still haven't started that project, so we were working on a tv show mm. up until that project got funding and it started so we were working on this tv show for about six months and we jumped on to this film as soon as we were we secured funding and things like that yeah and we it took us about two and a half years probably to yeah. finish the film yeah uh so it was grooming i haven't done any grooming yeah so i was like all right fine i'll do grooming right yeah so, uh, because the thing is I have I could be like a blind confidence because I've done that before Mm. I was I it's probably not a good thing for me I guess you know Mm. Uh, I was like all right, fine I I could probably do it you know Uh, so I kind of did that and uh, I was doing grooming for a little bit and I I did most of the hero grooms for most of the characters and uh, and then I did some lighting and uh, and some and some sim uh, sim work yeah that's when uh, everything very technical yeah yeah, so most of the time it was it was it was just bordering between the, this is this is where I kind of like to live, yeah. bordering the technical <laughs> and the art side. Yeah, yeah. Just when the Venn, di- Venn diagram kind of intersects. <laughs> yeah. Just in the middle is where I want to be. Yeah. Right okay. Yeah, I got you. Um, so I was doing that. Were you using Houdini? I wasn't. This was all Maya. Right. Okay. Because this is. This is the problem with uh, with bigs or not just big studios, with animation studios, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, I might be wrong, but this is my theory. Uh, based
0: based on who, who?
1: Based on yeah, based on who? who Based on what I've heard, based on my experience. Yeah. That Maya is well, to to start with, in my opinion, Maya has a lot of bugs. Yeah. We know about that, and uh, a lot of studios kind of pitch in and then uh, and then kind of build tools around Maya yeah. to kind of work around. And Famously, like... Pixar. Yeah. 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 So they kind of build tools around Maya and uh, and and kind of work around uh, things, and the problem is to replace Maya with a new software is not a good idea. Most of it's it's not a good idea financially most of the time. Yeah, because you have to also uh, at that point all the talent that you might recruit also are Maya artists, Mm. Maya users. So it's really
0: interesting because that 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 is very much. A thing of the two thousands, where, whereas now I think you would just go towards Blender.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, if, if you were to like start up a new studio, like if, if you were right, were to do it, if,
1: yeah. If you were if you were a studio who had little or little to no money, yeah. you would start with Blender.
0: Blender would be a very um, good choice, I think. Yeah,
1: but there, I think I think Blender has uh, Blender has a problem in terms of publicity. I feel. Hmm. It's marketed as free, and most people, even though it's a brilliant software yeah. and it receives uh, crazy updates every month or yeah. every week or how many like how long how uh, frequently they do updates, just because it's free, most people kind of tend to not pick it up, or most people tend to kind you of. You think like, so? I think so. I. I,
0: I disagree. I I actually think it's very popular, especially like we're all we're like this older generation of yeah. like three D people. Yeah, and yeah, I probably know the
1: boomers are <laughs> three <I> guess.
0: <laughs> but I know the guys coming up. I I talk to them, and it's around Blender. Yeah, and and just based on what I see on
1: ArtStation. Oh yeah, I holy shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not saying artists are hesitating to pick up. Oh, lens. studios. Studios are I so I hesitating to, hesitating to pick up Blender because there is this free open source vibe that surrounds it, even though in studios we use a lot of open source stuff. Mm. We use, we use, you know, it's interesting with
0: studios is that there is this unreal angle as well, mm. where like uh it, it feels like unreal is actually expanding into these other spaces of real-time rendering. Yeah. It's, it's doing more modeling things. It's mm. actually partnered with blender yeah. and the blender foundation. So they're doing this integration through that. So yeah. you're, you're not, like having to pay for Maya or Max, mm. that way they they kind of doing it through those two yeah. open source software.
1: I think I think if it doesn't do if it, if it, even even if Blender is not used by anyone, I feel like it might probably drive prices down of other three D softwares. I, I'm hoping for that. Yeah, uh, and then it or of... at
0: least like to have Maya engineers work a little harder at making Maya good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Maya is big on UI, and Maya is big on um animation maya has an artist centric approach yeah but the thing is artists are also kind of semi-technical they can kind of if you uh if you expose them if you kind of give them no option Mm. but to be a little technical Mm. they pick it up very quickly
0: yeah like you and i artists yeah Yeah. but there are these other artists which are very much zebra centric
1: well, yeah. If their life livelihood behind, uh, like, if their love livelihood depends on it, yeah, then they probably might pick it up.
0: Oh, know? the technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if you're in computers and 3D, you're probably a little technical.
1: Yeah, you already are. So, um, so I mean, it should. It's, it's not like okay, fine. Today Maya has a UI. Tomorrow it's all command line. Yeah, but that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. not how. No, we're it not. We're happen. not going backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it should happen. Yeah, but I'm saying it should. It should eventually kind of go there because, um. I don't know. like Maya is there's a lot of things in Maya. Yeah. It tends to be a lot of things. Uh but it can be simplified quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to change. I think they'll continue to still well, support all their garbage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my hope is just to pull away from it entirely. From Maya? Yeah. Mm. I I don't know when that'll happen.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, for GGG, I don't know, but uh,
0: yeah, I, I doubt it'll happen in GGG yeah. anytime soon.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there are. This is the, the old studios will still have Maya being used in some capacity, mm. but new studios might ignore Maya completely. Yeah, and this would probably make Autodesk kind of change their mm-hmm. way of doing things or change their way of kind of making the software. Yeah, um, because. Um, I've been speaking to a lot of GGG Ggg alumni and uh and a lot of other artists as well. Yeah. And uh more and more everyone is moving towards Houdini and they're picking up Houdini and they're learning Houdini. And uh i only I'm only hearing good things about it. Mm. So uh and, and the integration between Houdini and Unreal is is like one click, it's yeah. it's very quick. Yeah, yeah. So so people are kind of already seeing the benefits of using a different software than Maya. Yeah. And I think and most studios, uh, this is another problem. Most studios don't even ask if you know Maya because they know that's the default. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> in I your experience? So. I think so. Shit, okay. Most studios ask now, at least, they yeah. ask whether you know Houdini. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, how do you get to GGG?
1: Oh, how do I get to GGG? So when I was teaching in Lifeway, mm. I had... Uh, a mate who was working with me and uh, he is working in GG right now who is a character artist Ooh. I don't know if he's a character artist but he's a 3D artist okay so Jared oh right uh, Jared was he was, the first one? he was the first one so <laughs> he hit me up one day and he was like hey we're looking for a visual effects artist Are yeah you keen? I was like all right I'll throw my hand up again yeah holy <laughs> shit so I did not have any real-time experience at that point yeah I've never used Unreal I've never used Unity yeah So, since, uh, I mean, as soon as Jared asked me, I sent my CV and my uh, showreel at that time. Mm -hmm. It was a shitty Mm showreel. I'm super ashamed of it, but uh, sure. I sent it to Eric. (laughs) And Eric was like, I told, I specifically told Eric, hey, I don't know any real-time engine. Um, I don't know how game engines work either so yeah he was like oh don't worry about it you have to learn it from scratch anyway yeah so uh you can come here and learn because ggg operates on its own engine right yeah. uh, so he told me we're only looking for artists for their style and their timing pretty mm. much as a visual effects artist and he gave me a test i made the test do you
0: know what remember what the test was
1: well he basically said make a spell okay yeah in, in, in
0: whatever software you
1: want in whatever software you want yeah. to do whatever you want in the most eric way he said that yeah and uh and i did uh, i did a spell so it was basically like an earth shatter yeah. spell that i made uh i was it was in maya so i did all the fluid simulation oh, very. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i also like sculpted rocks i animated the rocks yeah. and i had some particles flying out yeah and shockwave that was simulated and i rendered it out and then yeah put it in like
0: you render it overnight
1: yeah i rendered (laughs) it overnight uh in my shitty laptop and uh i rendered motion blur passes oh my goodness yeah everything everything uh thinking that that's how did did you
0: put audio over the top okay yeah yeah,
1: i was not that confident (laughs) it
0: was just you making mouth
1: sounds pretty much (laughs) Uh, just me sitting there uh, just like a little PIP of me making <laughs> mouth sounds you know <laughs> awesome um, so I sent it to him and uh, a couple of days later Eric got back to me to come see the studio very cool and that's when I met Ivan yeah. and Ivan was like do you know Python I was like yeah I know Python I was like cool yeah and uh, that's oh that, that was like the main thing yeah pretty much <laughs> Because at that point we had Peric who is a really good artist, and yep. uh, we had Philips who yep. was, who's still a really good artist. Yeah. Uh, so I would we wanted someone to kind of automate some of the stuff that we were doing because we we're doing oh. everything manually. Okay. Um, so I would ask me I me Python, and my first side task uh, as soon as I joined GG was to kind of automate the visual effects tool uh, pipeline. Yeah. So I kind of took up that task, and over like two or three months, I kind of. Collected all the tools that people are doing using. Yeah. Then put it into one tool set and then kind of publish that to other artists to use. Yeah, very cool. So that's... That was the initial task? Like the first thing the, that he... No, had. that's the first thing that I gave myself. Okay. That's one thing I appreciate about Gigi is like I could make my own task. Yeah. And then I could just use... I could just create it yep. and then send it to artists, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as I was confident with making visual effects, that's the first task I gave myself. Yeah. So yeah.
0: A lot of um, a lot of other artists from Hoo ended up joining Grinding Gear. They did. I've had the pleasure of meeting uh, a, a lot of a the, lot of
1: animators. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: who else? Other man, than animators is Mandy. Yeah, Rowan? Mandeep,
0: Rowan. Um, we we shouldn't list off all the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but Grinding Gear, man. So how were you finding real time? Oh, how, how was dude. the transition?
1: It changes everything, right? Uh, I, I, the transition was hard. I
0: think it's the best thing. Mm. Um, I I guess going... My, my own story was, um, you know, you, you learn offline renderers. You see what it's doing. But I was always, um, always into video games. The interactivity was just... It, it, obviously was the future mm. you you want to do that you want to interact with things you yeah. want to you don't want a linear thing it was just mm. the obvious thing to me so i i very much pursued game mm. development but it sounded like you went no i was production
1: i wasn't i was just it was just a next challenge for me i guess that yeah. i um it, it was a challenge definitely yeah. uh to because uh, 3D is kind of like a as you, as as far as your software knowledge goes it's monoculture you are using one software and mm. you're using that software until you die mm. <laughs> you get good at it you get great at it and then you're an expert at it and that's pretty much it and mm. then and then that's it whereas in in real time every single decision you make you're offloading uh,
0: there are repercussions
1: yeah you're offloading your bad decisions onto the player's uh, GPU and CPU yeah and this was made very clear to me right from the get go yeah and I was like hey I'm going to use 300 particles to do it nope the maximum you can use is 30 particles <laughs> 30 <laughs> particles yeah. for a shockwave and uh, and we kind of find innovative ways to do that yeah and um, and the thing the thing is like 30, par- 30 particles might not seem well it, it was like first day when when ivan told me this is the limit of particles you can use yeah i was like this is garbage how can how am i going to do it with that amount of particles it's impossible to create a spell that is readable in that amount of uh, particles yeah but then you kind of learn about how our other artists are doing Mm. how you can kind of you can also adopt other artists uh workflow and then you can kind of invent your own way of doing it yeah and now I feel uh, 30 particles. What was I thinking? I <laughs> yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, that's way too much. I could do that with three. Yeah, just one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's been such an interesting time, interesting, what, three years now? Yeah. Actually, I'm coming up yesterday, probably was my third year, I guess. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah,
0: we're celebrating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh to a podcast yeah <laughs> so yeah so three years it's been incredible yeah. and uh and I learned so much and uh, and and uh it's it's been great not just working in the visual effects team yeah the amount of freedom you get at GGT. there's so much
0: crossover dude i'm I'm always bugging you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm always I'm always bugging you too you know yeah um, so the 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 amount of crossover that I get is is uh is super appreciate it mm. uh the more people that come to me or the more people that i can go to with issues the more i learn that's mm. how i see it yeah so the every single issue i get i get an opportunity to learn so yeah more 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 knowledge to me right yeah
0: yeah let me ask you where, where are you with art now art in terms of where you want to go right now mm. with art with with, with game art mm. and uh like what do you like to see
1: what do I like to see in in game art? Um, I think I think Unreal is doing some cool stuff, which yeah. I'd want to see. Um, are I'm, you
0: going that way as well? Like I, a lot of people are playing around with Unreal.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of doing that too. Yeah. Uh, the whole like Niagara system in Unreal that uh, that I I well I want to spend more time in it. I'm kind of. I'm not spending time as, for yeah yeah. I'm not spending as much time as I'd like to. Uh, and, uh, and Chaos and the whole Houdini and Unreal. Inter- I mean, I, I should probably stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> about Houdini? Yeah.
0: No, Houdini's cool, man. Um, I, I actually feel like it's not talked about enough. Mm. But, but I, you know, I'm not Jackson. I'm not in Houdini every waking hour. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole integration, just I'd want to spend more time working on that software yeah. because uh, there's a lot of new real-time tools that, that Houdini is kind of actively also Cool. publishing yeah. uh in there the, the
0: big thing being houdini realized that video games were blowing up and they have been leaning towards video games and more real-time things now yeah more, more than ever i yeah. think um spider-man recently uh, is the latest but I, I i suspect houdini is in everything um
1: yeah uh every open world game that you see today <laughs> yeah. has has been has houdini being used in some capacity mm. Because open world and procedural generation go hand in hand, right? Uh, So Far Cry used a lot of Houdini. uh, Spider Man, the last, the last one used a lot of Houdini for Mm. their city building, and and even for effects, a lot of people use Houdini because the thing is, um, the the developers are actively listening to the community, Mm. Uh, pretty much. You could just which
0: is like the best kind of developers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I like. I had an issue uh, when I was doing some uh, personal project and I hit him up in the Discord channel. Uh, like two hours later, I had, not even two hours, probably 20 minutes later, yeah. I had one of the developer respond to me right away nice. and then ask me for my error logs. Yeah. And then I sent him my error logs and, and my problem was fixed. Dude. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's... that's, and, and like that level... So they are kind of already deep into what the game community is expecting from the software. Yeah. So there are like for example there was a talk about uh procedural generation in Bad North. Mm. Uh have you seen the game?
0: Uh, no, I can't say that I have.
1: So Bad North is a it's kind of like a tower defense game and uh it kind of is like randomly generated islands mm. and then you have ships invading you and then you have to like place towers and stuff yep. to uh to save your island pretty much. Yeah. And uh the dude uh who developed it he I'm not going to sit and model like thousands of islands. So yeah. I'm going to write a piece of a tool to generate this based on wave uh, wave function, wave collision function or wave function collision.
0: Okay. Something like that. Within Houdini?
1: No, he he wrote it on himself. Oh, geez. Okay. And uh, uh, I think he wrote it for Unity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Houdini guys saw that and they were like, all right, fine, we can adapt that. And then yeah. they, they released it in Houdini. Awesome. Yeah. Now wave fun- it's called wave function collapse. Sorry okay. for getting it wrong. So now they have wave function collapse in 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 Houdini, where mm. you can generate levels with just a whole bunch of tile pieces. Mm. And uh, and
0: like- oh, interesting. I I happen to know and work on a game that uses tiles. Mm. Maybe this is something. Mm. 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 interesting yeah this is the first time i'm hearing
1: it. yeah oh it is it is it it has been there it's been it's been in the the houdini tool set for about three-ish months now wow okay um but i've been i've been uh playing around with it and it's it's pretty cool and uh, like that's how long it took for them to recognize that this is what people need. we're
0: probably gonna have to like we'll probably sit down and talk more about this tomorrow yeah at work
1: yeah (laughs) yeah we should we should probably do that i i think i think though um Without going into the inner workings of how our world is generated and things like that, I would see us not being able, not being benefited by this piece of tool. Okay. Because this is generating two generating world uh, levels from tilesets. I see. But we should have that randomly generated. Uh, I think we should have that randomly generated because we are in endgame, and maps need to be generated randomly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like we, we we do the whole room level generator type thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, so so, I I think they are the best developers any any artist can ask for. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's probably why a lot of people are kind of like jumping ship right now. Yeah, um and 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 they're kind of very active in the community as well because they hire a lot of artists that are known in the forum to kind of work with them most of the times. So, yeah, yeah. So which is cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely cool. And uh, yeah, we at Grinding Gear. Are looking for more, any <laughs> guys. You know, it's it's no it's no surprise. God
1: damn this this Rona has put a fucking monkey yeah 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 a, a process
0: really mess things up even even here in New Zealand yeah um what about art where um do do you draw do you paint do, um, you do this kind of stuff in your in your free time
1: in my free time did, I, did you did you have that
0: kind of background growing up
1: no I did not really yeah so okay. I well. Am I a good example of a person who doesn't need to know about art to 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 be able to work in games? I think so. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you don't need a, a strong art background. You have to understand art? Yeah. You don't have to be able to paint. I mean it's 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 a well I I kind of paint runes, I kind of paint <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I paint textures at work. I paint I paint smoke textures at work. Yeah. Um I do I do paint a lot of visual effects textures and yeah. things like that. But that's as far as my painting goes. Mm. Like I can't I'm not Michelangelo or anyone else. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not that kind of an artist. Yeah. But uh you don't we are in a time where art can be generated and doesn't have to be painfully made.
0: I yeah, we we well, this is where we disagree. We've we've talked about this before. Yeah. You're 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 going procedural and I'm saying uh procedural Kinda, but more artist intervention and and when we butt heads where that middle is
1: the truth is somewhere in the middle yeah yeah
0: um what, what do you think of no man's sky i think that's like the most procedural thing
1: i haven't played that game yeah
0: uh, you would have seen it i've seen you lot. would have seen developers talk i have about
1: seen it. some stuff yeah i have seen some meme videos i have seen some yeah i've seen uh, of procedural um yeah.
0: generation going wrong going
1: wrong yeah <laughs> uh you can only i mean the thing is, there are systems that you can generate. There are systems that you can't, and you have to pick and choose which ones you want to generate and which ones you can't. You don't want to. Well, what's a what's a good example? Well, a good example is if you want something to be repeated endless amount of time, just procedurally generate that. You're talking fractals kind of thing. Yeah. Or a good example is barrels. Barrels. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you, if you if you're having thousands of barrels at uh, at in your game and uh, if hmm, we haven't to... have
0: a lot of barrels too. We're, yeah. We're, we can <laughs> just generate those,
1: right. Uh, or, or cities, you know, it's funny.
0: <clears throat> you talk about barrels. Okay. Because um, th- this, this comes up a lot where, uh, you know, Tom may ask you for a thing. Yeah. And then you'll make a thing mm. and it looks awesome. It's, it's in Houdini. It's, it's very detailed. It's yeah. very rich and it's awesome. It's, it's perceived, mm. it's Houdini. Mm. And, and then I come in and I'm like, no, we wouldn't do it that way. Yeah, and and then we butt heads.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and and so the my my position on that is that you you have this thing, but it isn't game ready yet. Mm. But but you, I get the feeling that you want to bake it down and put it in as yeah. a standalone asset like that.
1: You can you can make it game ready. Yeah, yeah. It's just that making it game ready, at least with POE, involves exporting it to maya Mm. exporting from maya to the engine and and that workflow is what i haven't quite figured out yet
0: my because are you familiar with like trim sheets i I am yeah so like i i push for if if you're going to do something procedural um it it usually skews my my arguments always go towards the designer route Mm. in combination with an artist in order to Put these shapes together mm. and then you have an efficient mesh that can be used a lot mm. do, do you know what i mean it's like yeah. artist driven yeah. i know what you mean yeah yeah so i i would push more for like a, a houdini uh mesh generation thing but with a designer yeah texturing um kind of backing yeah well, well material system
1: yeah i i i can yeah i can see that work too but with poe because
0: uh, because that way you get you get the the uniqueness as well as the the performance
1: yeah gains. so i which is why i said the truth is somewhere in the middle right yeah. so you've got to you don't i mean there are things that you don't need artist intervention to unless someone points out that it looks so obviously buggy you yeah. know so for example things like terrain generation you don't mm. need any artist intervention because Most of the times, I mean, unless you have specific art direction for that terrain, like Mm. if you're making a game like Zelda, Mm. you don't, I mean, you could still procedurally generate, but. uh, Yeah,
0: this is the thing where you you procedurally generate 80% and then come in and find out what's broken and do the final 20%
1: exactly so just take the mundane out of the artist's hands yeah. and then and then automate it
0: yeah which is typically a lot of what the artists do yeah well the the, the most competent artist would do i think
1: which is what most of the art tools in the ggg pipeline tools it does yeah you know, it takes i mean imagine i did not know we were merging shaders by hand for for as long as we knew um this
0: <laughs> the, the shader thing in Maya. yeah yeah that was only because some people were like just copying and pasting like yeah. materials, yeah. And then you have this blown out thing that yeah. is just a nightmare well, to go through.
1: I saw one of the scenes that I was that I was asked to test on, and yeah, it was, it was a bit crazy. But the thing is, though, <laughs> as a, in a rapid development cycle, that this is this is inevitable. Yeah, we have to do it. Yeah. Um,
0: What's interesting is like old guys at GGG keep keep an eye on that. Mm. Okay, me and me and other people. Newer guys don't <laughs> care about that yeah and then they're like wait why am i doing this yeah and and it's it's often a lot of the new guys saying oh actually we need a tool yeah and then they come talk to you yeah
1: yeah i think i think that's a good thing uh if there is a tool that can be made anywhere it it can be made anywhere even if it helps like ten percent of the company it's still a good tool right yeah um but in saying that that again comes with uh, you being the boomer of gbt <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and you've already kind
0: of yeah my, my feedback is often uh just do it this way
1: <laughs> yeah and and you've had issues that were like all right fine clean up this Maya scene. Mm. those issues don't exist anymore in, yeah yeah you know so That's a good Maya, thing. yeah yeah it's so, um, because the export tools are also have also gone through a huge development phase you by, know?
0: by the way i'm i'm at two minds of okay. that where um okay you have guys relying on this tool to do a thing cool but they are still producing like bad habits that cause uh you know very very low like percentage Mm -hmm. weird issues that we've never seen so i i often encourage more of a clock up hours Mm -hmm. in this garbage software just so you know yeah how to work around these issues and not rely on this
1: you'd want to take the apprentice approach It's,
0: it's it's Yes, I acknowledge there's a tool. Yeah. And it's and it's a great tool. Mm. But I also want you to do a little of that yourself. Mm. Just to get the hours up. Mm. To actually familiarize yourself with Maya and all of all of its quirks. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing. Let's say your artist is technical. Yeah. They would eventually write a tool for it.
0: If, if they're really technical, yes. Yeah,
1: they will eventually write a tool. So... At the end of the day, that's like if you, if you give it like, ten years, someone mm. someone would make a tool for it, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in the hours
0: game, man. I'm
1: <laughs> I'm in the um. I know what, what you is it, mean. It, Norman, you. Norman
0: Maxwell's yeah. ten thousand hours. I I want you to get these hours. Yeah,
1: you want them to struggle.
0: I I want familiar, familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah. Of of a. An application, oh, and, in, in, and in this case, yes, and, and recognizing what is good and what is bad, mm. and this I feel only comes with time. I agree. Yeah, so I, I often push for that. Mm. Um, man, like an example would be re-topologizing an asset. Mm. Man, dude, I, I I loved making the old characters of Path of Exile mm. because like each triangle mm. was like hand placed kind of thing. Yeah, and you know I I. It was very uh, intentional. Each each mm. position of these triangles, they they look horrible now. Yeah, whatever. They they shouldn't be around. Like ten yeah. years later, art assets just shouldn't be around. But that, that's the nature of our game. Mm. But a a lot of artists will rely on that whole uh read apologizing just within ZBrush. You know, mm. just the whole decimation thing, mm. and think that that's okay mm. when it. Often isn't.
1: I see. Yeah, yeah. It's it's often not. Uh, but this is where it comes to like, if it's okay eighty percent of the time, mm. it is okay hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the. Um, it's, it's a B. It's a B plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where we are at right now. You know. Yeah. Like most of most of uh, most of what uh, we do, most of what I mean, that's not just artists. That's mm. just the whole world. yeah uh, yeah like generally speaking yeah 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 that's that's where we're at it's like if the tool works 80% of the time it's great it's good to ship Mm. and uh, that's not just an artist problem that's just everyone's problem because because we are in this we are in this place where we can go oh if it doesn't work we can patch it the the,
0: the the other problem is that you'll never get 100% ever
1: well we used to <laughs> you think so i mean yeah i mean yeah, when there was a time where 100%? you can well yeah when there was a time where R you have to live with your mistake mm. so you either make it 100% um 100% or in, you in my head mistake. 100% is not achievable so then you live with your mistake yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like imagine when when there was a time where you had to send out a new CD to for for right your, yeah okay no yeah, yeah, yeah for your players to down for for your players to get a patch yeah that's when you live with your mistake mm. but now it's not the case you go okay fine hey there's a new patch yeah so it's not it's not that's how our systems have evolved right yeah. we are like okay fine if it's good most of the apps that you download most of the softwares that we use they they're living the s- apps yeah the sad reality is as soon as you download they might they might not be Sounds perfect yeah. they might they get perfect over time yeah. you know and i think i think as as much as as much as i appreciate uh artists kind of being in them or being zen yeah. while they're doing their while they're doing their task yeah uh as long as there is a system that might be that they can use to correct their mistakes at a later stage mm. They would. I would probably encourage them to make that mistake, mm. um, because I mean, that's con- me contradicting my older statement where I don't want to <laughs> offload my uh, <laughs> my errors to the player's GPU yeah. or CPU for that matter. But I think I think it's still it's still relevant that like as as POE still is an evolving game, we are still making uh, because we are still making uh, updates. We are still making. Um, Engine progress and things like that. Yeah. Um. So it's still relevant if you, if you're fully in. If if it's a if it's an honest mistake that you let it pass, and mm. if you're fully intent on fixing it, mm. then great. But if you make a mistake, um, just because you're lazy, mm. then you're you're a dick. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah turn to just be mindful because the thing is uh, this is also me talking from the person coming from the end of the pipeline as well yeah because like anything that that happens yeah
0: yeah holy shit yeah Yeah, that's another thing that we got to touch on the the um so i'm i'm very fortunate i get to work right at the start modeling all all the fun stuff comes through me i get to establish whatever yeah um you know interesting workflows all this cool stuff and then it goes to rigging. Yeah. And then it goes to animation. hmm And then right at the end, just before sound and yeah. audio yeah. effects, it, com- it comes to you. Yeah. And I-, I guess we could talk about heist and how how how, how that was.
1: Well, yeah, heist was. Um, well, the, yeah this this was exce- this was uh, exceptionally challenging with heist because we had what. 13 people, NP- like around six or Th- seven 13 NPCs. new characters, at yes. least I wouldn't say NPCs, but 13 new characters mm-hmm. and um, and a whole bunch of monsters as mm. well, a whole bunch of new monsters and a whole bunch of old monsters that need to be upgraded and the wigs yep. have to be upgraded and yep. things like that. And um, and even though we've established the whole uh, working remotely.
0: Mm. Uh, oh yeah, and we had a lockdown in there.
1: Yeah, with Harvest, we've already established that we can work from home. Yeah. Uh, but with this, it came with a lot of uh, uh, communication that that needed to happen between artists to figure out how, because there is new NPC AI and there is new NPC skills yeah. and there are new NPC roles and things yeah, like that. Yeah, this was a really big league. Yeah. So this is when we had to be in office. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I would say, okay, fine. Okay, we will have Corona. We could probably quarantine at work, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. The bubble is GGG. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we
1: are, we are, we are a bubble. We are a large bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, um, so this this was exceptionally challenging, and um, we have uh, also we had, and the thing is, the other thing is, we have MTX stuff. Yeah, that's, always. Yeah, that's always there. Yeah, that's ongoing.
0: No, so, no, only. only uh MTX there are updates just general updates to effects yeah. performance things the, the, oh. the, the everything
1: yeah so we we, uh, we always kind of assume that uh well we always assume the worst case scenario most of the time in effects I, I
0: know you were yeah so going into going into heist from my point of view we were hitting it pretty hard early mm. um uh, after harvest wrapped up uh conceptualizing heist yeah. started we, we were like going into it while b- before harvesting yeah, like came a out
1: of, yeah, a couple of weeks before harvesting came yeah out, right yeah what was cool That's was when i saw the first heist issues kind of pop up you know yeah yeah
0: and uh you know of course from from modeling it's it's cool mm. you, you start hitting these tasks yeah. early get them out to rigging and animation yeah. you did a good job mm. you I, I remember coming over and you were like i know it's gonna be crunch yeah. at the end yeah and i'm just waiting for it yeah yeah, and just, I was like, prepare yourself, man. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> no, it's it's well the the thing is though, with uh because animation is probably the first department that starts communicating gameplay. Mm. You know? So mm-hmm. up until that point, nobody's communicating gameplay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you're starting to communicate gameplay, the game designers have to be involved. Yeah. And uh and all the systems, I mean, up until that, the only system that uh the artists are engaging with in the in their game engine is uh is visuals mm. right after right after rigging when the animation hits is when they are looking at ai when they're looking at monster varieties yeah. when they're looking at skills yeah so that's when the actual gameplay stuff gets implemented so yeah. we need to talk you know um so when you get a monster issue from my point of view you go mm. talk to the game designer who sent you the issue yeah. and then you go all right fine How, what's the aoe what mm. kind of damage is he doing? What what's the element that he's doing? Yeah. Um, and uh and like is this is this his only skill? Yeah or is this one of his spammable? Yeah. And you need all these information before you can actually start working on the issue. Yeah. And um, and most of the times so we are kind of already we we're we we're figuring this out as we go most yeah. of the times. You know? yeah. We're kind of, okay, fine. Oh, you made you made it to be like that. Oh, actually, this monster kind of works in tandem with the other monster. So yeah. you might want to turn his skills down because this monster is also in the room and he's yeah. the epic monster in the room and yeah. things like that, right? Um, so there's a lot of iteration that goes on and uh, the visual iteration was for Heist as well. And we're kind of also figuring it out because with Heist we had... Um, what was the engine thing that we did for Heist?
0: Do we do anything? I'm unsure now <laughs> yeah huh uh, i think it was Vulkan, right
1: uh but oh. it was probably vulcan upgrading they already did Vulkan before
0: and it came out on mac i think that's what Vincent yeah probably
1: yeah probably that yeah. uh but yeah so most of the times we were kind of working with engine programmers as well and things like oh there was a huge material pass texture there was a texture there was the texture compression thing that was implemented right
0: right yep. yeah um but also Michael G's material conversion. Yeah. That, so, was, that was big. Yeah,
1: that was big. Um, so yeah, th- we are kind of working when these big changes <laughs> to the engine is happening. Yeah. And then most of the time... And,
0: and your tools are constantly moving as well. Yeah,
1: they're constantly moving. And uh, and you're like, okay, fine. One day... And the thing is, one day you, it works fine and the next day something might have happened.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, I've heard that there are days when you guys come in and the asset viewer is not working yeah yeah and you're like hey like nothing's working I, I need a version of it yeah like to do my work
1: well it's great that someone someone backs it up and mm. then someone shares as a viewer and then we could start working on it or yeah. there's already a backup in the in the folder oh, that we can cool. use. uh but there are some issues that the backup can also not save us from you know <laughs> yes. um but yeah so we are kind of working working and the thing is, as much as I appreciate my own office and sitting at home and working, mm. like I want to be able to go and talk to a graphics programmer and and kind of point fingers because English is my second language. I can I may not be able to articulate mm. uh, as well.
0: Yeah, saying this is happening is yeah. is very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I can go. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I can convey. I can I can officially emote to the person. Yeah. Uh. So so I mean that kind of is. We it happened in harvest and we kind of managed. We kind of got out of it, pretty much unscathed. Mm. Whereas with heist, we had a lot of communication that needed to happen, right? And uh, and we were kind of oh, somebody decided to fuck it, it up. It, it's
0: it's sad to say, but like, is are you getting used to it?
1: I'm kind of seeing that
0: that, that these cycles are kind of just ex- yeah. like they just happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. That's the thing, right. you kind of expect it to happen again? Yeah. Even though in New Zealand, we don't have any more cases now. Yeah. Two, two more weeks later, it, someone might probably bring it. Yeah. You know? So that's the inevitable thing that it might happen. And we're kind of getting better at it. We're kind of getting better at working from home. Mm. And I'm constantly like, um, uh, patching my, uh, work version. Oh, right. Okay. Every now and then because <clears throat> I don't want to fucking.
0: Talking talk COVID. <clears throat> I, I don't believe, uh,
1: you don't believe in COVID? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't.
0: I don't. I really don't think we'll go back into lockdown. You reckon? That's just how I feel. Um, okay. Shit. That... Bro, this
1: is how I felt the first time. Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> shit. But man, the economy is taking a beating.
1: Dude, I mean, did was that? If I heard it right, it's like twenty-five percent down in three months. Or I, I believe
0: it was twelve percent in quarter. Yeah. 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 And that—that's quite a quite a hit. But, yeah, just, just talking to some other guys that like... Cheap properties. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah. but Auckland's, like, at an all-time high right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make any sense or no. I don't know, man. I don't
0: yeah. know what's happening. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, heist... Like, a lot of long hours?
1: Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, I've did... Lost a couple weekends of weekends to that. Yeah, so I did... The longest hour, the longest fortnight for me was just before Exile Con, oh, and then right. the second longest was right before Heist. The Exile Con was nuts, dude. We had, we had a League to release, we yeah. had Endgame expansion, and yeah. we had Exile. We had to push out like what, uh, 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 an an act, yeah, almost an act,
0: right, dude. Yeah, I was putting in extra hours. I I, I typically don't, and yeah. so I was coming in like a, one day on the weekend
1: yeah so that's the this is this is my this is uh, probably this probably might go on my, my CV um, <laughs> just before ExileCon yeah. I beat Mark II for the number of hours worked in a fortnight oh yeah? yeah holy shit yeah so so that's how much because I did all the bosses except for Hillock um,
0: Mark II famously is billing for every waking hour
1: probably because he's <laughs> spending it at work anyway <laughs> Oh shit! You, yeah. you you beat him. Yeah, I beat him. Uh shit, I beat right. him. Um, so uh, uh, I be, I think that's because I did all the bosses except for Hillock, the first one. Yeah, uh and Miller. I I did all the other bosses and some of the monsters as well. Yeah, and uh, this is when Jonathan was like. Because this is POE2, we need to get it right. Yeah. And we were kind of going back and forth, back and forth, getting it right. Yeah. And Jonathan was heavily involved in, in POE2's demo. Yeah. And uh, the main the main thing was satisfying. Him. Who
0: who did the arrows? The, the arrows the, that the, were the, hit? The arrows bouncing.
1: The bouncing is a shader. Okay. That, uh, not the bouncing, cool. not the bouncing, but the when it, the arrows hit, yeah. they kind of like... Yeah. Vroom. So that's a shader. Okay. So that's a shader that I worked with Felipe on that. Oh, right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, whereas the bouncing arrows was, uh, I think it was Alexa. It was probably Alex D. Probably he coded it in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, is it actually colliding with the ground? Do you know? I think so. It should be pretty cool. It should be. Uh, there is some. There is some really cool talk that uh, that I've been hearing a lot lately, which might be a game changer. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, but it mm. might look pretty cool mm. uh, for at least effects uh, if that happens. Yeah. I think so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. that's, but we can't mention it here. You can't mention it. <laughs> it would be disappointing <laughs> if we don't ship it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Heist was Heist was probably the Heist was the second longest that I've ever worked for in a Fortnite, uh, after after Excelcon.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And um and it was crazy. It was uh and it was the thing is though, it's not like I, I hate working extra hours. It's just I, st- I like it. It's the rush of it. My wife probably hates me for it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. But also, like, unfortunately, a lot of effects artists are doing a lot of hours towards the end as well. It's crazy, yeah. I- I'm sure the whole office is kind of like, it has a different feel after, like, 8 p.m. Well, well, I mean. After 10 p.m.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if if you're talking to me about this, talk to the audio guys. Oh, They're yeah. They're working, yeah. like, 20 minutes no, before I'll, um,
0: I'll come in and I'll see Liam in the kitchen yeah and I'll just look at him and I'll be like hey man yeah and you can see it in his face yeah tight.
1: oh Jesus man the audio guys are probably the best because um, the thing is if some effects artist goes in and then says oh you know what this could look a lot more uh, this could look a lot more oomphier if I just did this Hmm. the audio guys have to change the audio (laughs) for that yeah you know yeah and if the, the animator goes and says oh you know what this animation needs four yeah, yeah. extra frames yep. the effects artists and the audio guys have to have to kind of work around that yeah yeah and this happens until the last day Yep. and it always happens we're always trying to kind of i mean as much as it's it's slightly annoying i mean it's i've kind of shown frustration but the audio guys have never shown frustration yeah but that ken has always been like a but he's he's always been a blessing he's always been like he always wants to push for the best thing
0: yeah there's something about the audio guys that's just automatically cool like they yeah. they just seem cool all yeah. the time yeah I don't, don't know, know what it is yeah, it's, it's their own office the drugs i guess <laughs>
1: they've got their own air conditioning yeah it's, it's all the fizzy drinks i think so i think it's the air conditioning and man. drugs yeah <laughs> and drugs <laughs> but yeah it's heist was heist was super fun i actually enjoy heist yeah Uh, i enjoy i did a couple of i I did some heists over the weekend and uh i enjoy the rush of kind of going in and then like getting the loot and then like getting the fuck out of here i like that i like the interactions between the npcs that's the first time that we've ever done that which is pretty cool you know and Nick's done an awesome job in the writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's some of the dialogues are quirky, funny. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the best interactions that I've seen. I,
0: I think he's he's fine-tuning that skill, that ability yeah. to write like that. Yeah. And he understands what the what the fan base wants. Mm. Kinda yeah. tweaking that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, he's I mean Heist was pretty good. Yeah. The next one's gonna be the next one's gonna be interesting.
0: Oh yeah? Yeah. You already you're already thinking that?
1: We're already working on the next one. Cool. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, and it's also like we have the December, right? We have we need to rework the map and stuff, mm. the mapping. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So this will probably be my it will probably beat my longest hours. I guess. <laughs> <So> you reckon? <laughs> Who knows, man? Man, I I always if one of the COVID hits. See,
0: I, <laughs> I I always try to do because there are the those cycles and and effects, and I always encourage like I don't know refining tools mm-hmm. after a league and then and then preparing for that ramp up mm. is that happening
1: well um, i know
0: MTXs are happening they're they're all, all yeah. there's always work
1: yeah uh the thing is it's it's not happening as much as all of us would like to happen because most of the times most of the bugs are related to gameplay and visual effects yeah and once a patch is released we are usually bug fixing most of the time yeah and bug fixing takes priority over anything else. Yeah. Uh, is it time consuming? It's a bit because sometimes for at least for uh, delirium when we did, we were like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. The
0: fog. Yeah. Just turning it back.
1: Yeah, everything is fog colored. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to kind of rework a lot of effects. Mm. Pretty much throw everything that we've done in the bin and then start over again. Jeez. Yeah. In a week's time. So we had to patch it. Um, so things like this always happen. It's unexpected, and we have to be available for bug fixing most of the times. Yeah. Um, other than that, sometimes like there are times where I would jump in. Like I made this cut tool the other day, and uh, this is when I have some time or uh, between issues, I kind of uh, do that. Yeah. Uh, but most of the times, uh, we we are actively working on issues. Yeah. And uh, there is a there is there is a technical debt in the visual effects team to be able to do that where we, where everyone takes care of a tool and then kind of does it. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing because we have really good artists yeah. and that's all I care about. Yeah. Um. But uh, would I like to see refining? Would I like to see like tools being refined? Yes. But is that necessary? Is that the priority? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. The priority is getting a, uh, getting getting the patch in time yeah it's probably the priority you know yeah um and we have we still have a lot of visual effects stuff to do for heist yeah of course yeah
0: there's always work man yeah. I, yeah i'm looking at my own issues like i'm probably going to be spending my entire week on this yeah task yeah shit i'm dude i'm going to start wrapping up do you oh. do you have anything left you
1: you want to add do i have any no, no no it's i mean the only thing is what games like H- hell has oh yeah right shit yeah. Yeah, what are you playing? What am I playing? What am I playing? Uh I'm playing Hades right now. Yep. Hades, man. Off.
0: Oh, you were talking about Hades months ago. Yeah. Okay. When it when it came yeah, out on the Epic yeah, store. it Was
1: in, it was in beta or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, everyone's talking about it now. Yeah, what I, what I would get to do visual effects like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool game. Uh very quick and uh and I like. Lo- this is my problem I enjoy games that are shot like this and I enjoy and I enjoy games that I play for years without completing the main quest mm. I don't enjoy the games in between you're talking, you're talking Witcher I'm talking Witcher <laughs> I haven't completed Witcher I'm talking Skyrim yeah. it's been like fucking seven years I haven't completed Skyrim shit
0: okay you uh, just go in there and walk around yeah
1: just walk around yep.
0: you have, catch up with the NPCs
1: pretty much have a glass of whiskey <laughs> and then listen to music slay a dragon pretty much yeah. slay the occasional dragon and, uh, Hades,
0: uh, what, what's what's Hades about?
1: So Hades is a dungeon. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler. Mm. So you play Zagreus, mm. the son of Hades. Yeah, you're you're a, you're a kid. You're a teenager, and you want to leave home mm. because dad's been a dick. Mm. Uh, and you make your way out of uh, hell. Yeah. So that's pretty much the game. And
0: You're slaughtering monsters as You're, you're slaughtering going
1: out. monsters because your dad's a dick. He yeah. wants you I mean the the only way to get you back to hell is to kill you yeah. so you can go back to hell. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. So, so he's trying to kill you. He's as well. trying
1: to kill you and then you get help from the other gods. You get help from Zeus, you get mm. help from Artemis and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh so these are the boons. These are these are the things that you use that you use to make your build mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. And you kind of there are um boons from different gods that might play differently between each other and things like that it's such a cool cool concept yeah um the art style is really
0: cool ah, that that's memorable jesus
1: that, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the hades is i bring it up constantly with the other visual effects artists. this is how we should be doing visual effects guys. oh yeah yeah pretty much because it's um some disagree mm. i mean of course could, it's it's very stylized it's very stylized but in, I'm talking about timing. I'm talking about timing. Okay. The, there is like, there's some really good timing that we can learn from that. Yeah. Um, what are you playing?
0: What am I playing? I just finished playing... Um, I, I talked about this on, on the podcast. It was um, Life is Strange 2.
1: Oh, right. Okay.
0: There was. D- do you know about it? Yeah. Okay, so d- did you play it? No. Nah. Okay, Zach was talking about it. and um,
1: Zach from Visual Effects? Yeah, yeah,
0: and and we were just talking about... like was the most uh, what was the best example of an interactive medium in regards to like storytelling mm. and he mentioned um, life is strange too mm. and I played the first one and mm. enjoyed it and I was like oh I never yeah. never really checked out the second one and I I, I was kind of upset at how there wasn't any progression in terms of like new things that they added the mm. formula still seemed similar um but but it's very much like you know similar in terms of gameplay mm. as the first one was mm. i enjoyed it it was cool um yeah i rant about lip-syncing and right. lip-syncing and yeah. how, how that is
1: oh that's a big thing with your own <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i was uh, what's the thing i mean um are you like are you is narrative a big thing for you in a game or
0: is narrative a big thing
1: um it, like what is a is a good story a good uh, a big thing or, or, or is a good story deciding for i mean looking at your poster <laughs> collection, probably not i guess is is story <laughs> <laughs> you know is like a really good story it,
0: it's it's all right <laughs> really i think so you played through it i haven't oh my goodness I okay haven't. is isn't is story good um you know just based off cinema mm. um story seems to be Played out like that. You know, you talked about the hero journey. Yeah, the hero's oh, journey. We were talking about it. To um, the and, and the story, it, it seems to be the same story. Um, mm. Everything. It's, a, it's mm. a love story. It's a this story. Um, so I, I in terms of stories, I think I've seen most mm. stories that humans have come up with.
1: Mm. It's all the same.
0: You can boil it down to, to certain things. So um, the thing that, I've been looking at personally is just like storytelling. So you, you take the same story, but you tell it a certain different way. Mm. Uh, the, I think the best example recently was Breaking Bad. And, and I think it was just so great because you spent time with these characters, mm. the things that they had to do would actually test their characters a lot. So you saw a lot of extremes between the two together, that kind yeah. of thing. I, I still think Breaking Bad is like one of those uh, gems, like to mm. this day.
1: So is it is it that and I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but I I kind of know the gist of the story. Yeah. Is it like he do, he does unlawful things, but you still root for him? Yeah,
0: he, yeah, he's like the bad guy and the good guy. He's he's a human, you know. Yeah, pretty much. And um and what what I'm seeing in video games is that uh the the thing that I'm working on, I hope I get to see it to the end mm. that that's that's what i'm gonna say and hopefully it's it'll deliver a, a different way of storytelling which which will actually bring what i think is like proper storytelling into video games that, that's right. what i'm hoping for because i actually think it's so it's so surface level right now right and um you, you kind of don't get it depth Mm. to video games i'm actually like looking at these games but i i can't think of anything that tells a really deep story Mm. um they're always told to you in an audiobook in some Mm. uh, piece of text you have to read it yeah and i i always hated that in like a in like the best medium Mm. an interactive medium i i don't understand it
1: i yeah i think i think I think there are some games that do it really well like mm. Journey has a Journey's really cool. Journey's pretty good.
0: Journey is very much a, a, like a symbolic game. Yeah. <laughs> which you know. is yeah, which is I I'm I'm not knocking it. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. Like um I I really love Journey.
1: That's the thing, right? Journey if, if like a 10-year-old plays he might probably get a different thing from what you might play because. Yeah. Uh the thing is the stories only make sense based on what you have experienced in life mm. and
0: Oh, you're saying because a, a kid hasn't really lived? No, nah, yeah. They don't exactly. know what to make of it? Yeah. Yeah, they're There's just seeing a, colors.
1: Yeah, there is a really cool... Um, I don't know who... There is a philosopher, I don't remember who said it, but after 40 years, the person is basically reliving mm. their life. So they're really, Interesting. Yeah, they're, they're basically living every good moments, every bad moments. It's just a loop again, because... Like
0: I, 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 I think we're of similar age where... Um, yeah, I like I'm I'm definitely feeling like that. Yeah, and and each each day is interesting because I I feel like I'm very much like a developed me. Like I'm not going to change too so much. Yeah, but the in- interactions I have, I can skew them a certain way. I can, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting because uh, I think I think I think he reached that age because at that point is when most of her parents would have been gone, and uh, I see, and you've you've seen death, you've seen birth, you've seen life, and I then, see. After that, everything is kind of the same thing happening again, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. But uh, this is why stories are very subjective. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's uh, it's like what I see today might be meaningless, and mm. then like twenty years later, it would probably be an eye opener. Mm. You know, I think I think that's probably why symbolism works because it works on many levels. Yeah. Whereas if you explicitly rely on audio or video, or audio or video to just. Blatantly convey your story, then you are setting it in stone. Yeah, you're basically saying this is the story. If you like
0: symbolism uh, in video games, you would love The Last of Us Part Two.
1: Okay, <laughs> I think. Okay, I need to get a PS4 for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I that, that was the last thing I did a lot of um, like research into. I well, not research, just like extracurricular kind mm-hmm. of stuff. L- uh, listening to like. Developer yeah, diaries. Those guys
1: always blow me blow me away, man. The, the, the last two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. technically, awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going through a um, a, a YouTube video, like a critique. There's a guy with like a Swiss ball, mm. Nike Jakey or something. Nike Jakey. I, I think it's Jakey Nike or something. <laughs> he's got a Swiss ball anyway, and he's got an hour long, uh, YouTube video just talking about mm. how he doesn't like the last of us i'm, I'm like 20 minutes in mm. and it's it's pretty cool
1: how he doesn't like last of us or last of us 2 how, how he doesn't like
0: last of us 2 mm. or, or his critiques on the story mm. specifically of last of us 2 right yeah um it's interesting because of the heights of the first last of us because they right. they, they actually did such a good job of putting gameplay together um with these really uh complex characters mm. And have you played through that story? Mm. And the cliffhanger is like awesome too. Yeah. Um, so it looked really promising going into the second game.
1: Yeah. Um I after playing Journey, I enjoyed there was a face. How many times did you play Journey, by the way? Bunch of times.
0: When that game came out, did did you get the white cloak?
1: Uh you no. Know nah.
0: Okay. When it came out on PlayStation three, yeah. I think I played it like 15 times. Yeah. I got all the trophies and stuff. Yeah. I, I OD'd on this thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was so good. I, I, I didn't understand why it was so good. Uh, the feel was good. Right. Uh, the yeah, symbolism was crazy. Yeah, I the, just wanted to fly.
1: And the <laughs> controls were really good too, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it was like a well-made game. After playing Journey, I played, I, I got into a phase of playing similar games like that. I played Abzu. Yeah. Abzu is basically g- Journey, but like Underwater. in the ocean. Yeah. Underwater. Off. Such a beautiful <laughs> game that yep. one. Um, have you played their other games uh flower i haven't played flower okay it's in my list to play yeah and then i played inside i played limbo yeah inside have you played inside inside
0: is incredible god the sound design is incredible what
1: a great game um so yeah so that i kind of like games like that yeah where it's did did you ever play firewatch i i started playing firewatch but i think for some reason the art style put me off
0: really yeah huh 3d is tricky yeah (laughs) is is it because of that
1: it's because it's because it's uncanny but not in the sense that it is it is uncanny because if that game was in 2d Mm. i wouldn't have any problem playing that right since it was in 3d and uh, i like my 3d worlds wow um a bit more a bit more realistic realistic yeah Yeah, okay yeah huh but uh, um do i though because i like i like breath of the wild yeah
0: yeah, right. Yeah. Um the the I, I guess the only difference is that uh you know they they create an illusion of open world in Firewatch. Oh but but God. it is very it is very much a corridor.
1: Yeah, like, I know what it is. What's that? Uh I like my open world to be third person.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um like dude, I I still think like in terms of like story games Firewatch is like up there on, okay. my, on, on my list of stories yeah, check it out it's the it may not even be that huge and complex in terms of like dialogue but mm. the feeling of that is like enough it, they don't even need to tell me that you know the dialogue that i see is all that there is yeah it's just the feeling that there may have been way more mm-hmm. and um and that your dialogue could branch off like it does naturally, right? Yeah. So it, you kind
1: of already know.
0: Yeah, that feeling yeah. of it was just like, holy shit! Like this conversation feels natural. I'm, yeah. I'm just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool, and and it's really cool. Like the ending is great too. Okay. I, don't I, spoil it. I'll yeah, I it. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I'll play it. Uh, I I also played Celeste. I'm still playing Celeste. Mm. Um, what a what a great game, man! Mm. Such of such a game of the year, right? I don't know, maybe maybe, but I haven't played. I haven't noticed. I haven't. I, I I believe it
0: picked up like a whole bunch of titles yeah it's such I mean, a award sorry it's
1: such a great game and uh and such a great uh protagonist in the game as well it's mm. it's it's a character full of floss and then you kind of help or she i mean you help the character yeah. and she helps you as well kind of to realize hey it's not all bad yeah if you stick together you know it's, it's such a it's such a great game
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah the, well these are these are really popular games right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Celeste is basically, I play a level, I die, and then I get frustrated, and yeah. then I throw away my Switch, and I <laughs> pick it up five minutes later, and yeah, try it again. Do the same thing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I've been playing.
0: How um how are you feeling about Cyberpunk? That's, that's around the corner.
1: Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to put my skeptic glasses on for really? Cyberpunk. because Why? Because they have promised quite a bit, and I was talking to someone the other day, but uh, about this, I don't know, I don't remember who, but we're talking that they have promised a lot that they might end up implementing. It might have a system or game mechanic debt as you progress into the game. Mm. So the first levels would be full of it, and then like as you go, it might start becoming repetitive. And and there'll be there'll be less and less that you would do.
0: Oh, is this the procedural?
1: <laughs> no, it's no? because it's because the scope of the game that they've if the, if they're making the game that they're saying they're making, yeah. I feel it that they've overpromised a little bit. Hmm. Well, what have they promised? Well, the the amount of systems, the amount of customizations, the amount of guns, the amount yeah. of uh, interactions that you have with other characters, yeah. the amount of NPCs, and the amount of uh, different ways the story can go yeah. into. Uh, so I'm just saying this might all happen in the first two or three levels, and then after that, I see, I see. it might become linear. It might not be the same. You yeah,
0: know? they, you know, they they made The Witcher one of your favorite games.
1: Well, that's the thing. The Witcher, they the the, the great it's thing. A
0: predefined guy character.
1: Yeah, and also the great thing is it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they 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 kind of built up to that. Yeah, I I I played Witcher two. Witcher two is no Witcher three though. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: I'll take your word for it. Yeah.
1: So so Witcher three is is a completely different beast. Yeah. Um. So they, I mean, it'll be fair to say that they came out of nowhere. But then there is a huge expectation on their shoulder on Cyberpunk with Witcher three. So no, that
0: yeah, there's definitely that because, man, from what I hear, the Witchers. Three was really it still good. Still holds up, dude. Yeah, still
1: holds up. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, <laughs> still holds up. Uh, it's it's one of the games that I kind of I haven't finished it. I'm yeah. kind of picking it on and picking it off. And Zach kind of gives me shit for it. <laughs> so what do you mean? He's like, "Oh, you should probably finish it. It's 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 such an easy game. Why okay. you, why, why is it taking you too oh, long?" Oh shit!
0: Okay, but you're appreciating it. You're yeah, yeah, than just I, the world. Uh,
1: yeah, I like to walk around. Yeah, yeah I like a lot my game as a walking simulator. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> dude, if you if you like those games, I can recommend you. Take,
1: take, takes place in, <laughs> in the eighteen <1800s>. hundreds. <laughs> In the America, in the southern side of America.
0: Man, I can't. Yeah, well, the, I don't the, want to make it about me. The
1: old Risco Brothers. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, I, <sighs> damn, it's good. Yeah.
1: Oh no, it's good. I I appreciate it too.
0: It's it's a tech. The the thing I love about Rockstar Games is just how much they understand. It is a video game, and it, by that I mean. They do the low poly thing and they don't care like if it looks bad well you know they try to make it look good obviously mm-hmm. but they will just put this blank you know tar sealed wall next to this like gorgeous what is, asset
1: what is important for a rockstar game
0: um the world i think right like the feel i think right so i, th- I think it is man are that they,
1: weather system is real good are they trying to make the best world i don't know <laughs> i don't know like is that is that is that what you mean by world like more like you feel like you are in the world i think kind of so. a thing?
0: I, I think it's more of like systems reacting with you very much what zelda is doing yeah but in a higher fidelity mm. i think even though red dead doesn't do the things that zelda does in terms mm. of like their whole chemistry thing mm. um you know i really hope they do that with their next game
1: yeah it, it might be a hit and miss though with the zelda game mm. It's only a hit because you can quickly get out of it. Yeah. Well,
0: Zelda's interesting because he can like wield fire. Yeah. You know, you just like bow it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, it, it could be a hit and miss because it might become very, uh, very tiresome or very complicated very quickly, that kind of a system. Mm. And uh, I think Zelda kind of hit a right balance there. You know? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Zelda very much has the. Good gameplay, um, interesting world, a lot of a lot of climbable things. Oh,
1: some of but, the interactions.
0: But, but their story, I think, is hit or miss.
1: You yeah. don't you don't care. I don't care. It's a simple. It's a very <laughs> simple story. Yeah. Killed the, thing, the bad guy. Yeah. Killed the bad guy. <laughs> the, the the other thing is with Zelda. Yeah, if you're level one, the bad guy is right there.
0: Yeah, if you're level one, no, if know, you still want
1: to go, you could go.
0: If you're really skilled, you you go at level oh, one.
1: you'll even if you're skilled, you'll die. But he's there. He's not locked behind like, uh, like an. Have XP. people
0: have people gone and just like killed Ganon
1: At like, I, mean, I don't think you can. I've been there. Okay. Yeah, the first monster, the first minion will kill you. Right. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that's the thing. Uh, there is no XP lock. It's yeah. like, all right, fine. I mean, if you're up for the challenge, go do it, man. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the NPC or not? Yeah, the NPC interactions are great, man. In Zelda, okay, there are some very quirky characters in the game uh, that just do. Like I was, I was in the game the other day, and there are there there are these interactions that you have in this game, uh, where there is this Yugu clan or Yugi clan, mm-hmm. and so they kind of hate you mm. for because you because you kind of fucked with their uh, boss. <laughs> okay, you know, so they hate you, and they're shapeshifters. Yeah. And uh, you'd be walking, and then someone, one of the MPs would be calling you for help. I know. And this, then you go. I know how this plays out. Yeah. yeah
0: no, I, I, I played a very little of um, Breath of the Wild, oh, and, yeah, and that so happened got, to me. Yeah. yeah. So, so those interactions. I, I right? didn't realize that was a an actual uh, society of people. Oh and, yeah. And they shapeshift.
1: Yeah, there is a. I mean, if you go to the desert, uh, I don't remember the name of the desert, but if you go to the desert village, yeah, uh, Gerudo, I guess uh, that you get. I, I thought Gerudo was rockers. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, so if you go to the desert village, yeah. they would give you a mission to go infiltrate the the dungeon where this clan is yeah. hiding. Yeah. Uh, that's when that's how you know that there are clan. Okay. Yeah.
0: I yeah, I, that Zelda is one of those games where they've got like so much story as well mm. that they can just pull from. Yeah. I I know that you know they have um that they've got that girl who's, like, apparently a thousand years old or something, and she took some medicine
2: oh,
0: really? very early on in the game. Probably. Yeah, she, she's, like,
1: in this... In she the, in the lab, she she's, in she's in the lab? She's in a lab. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So she's in the... Oh, she's the one that asks you for to light blue flames?
0: I think so, yeah, right. like, right at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have weird magic like mm. that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's well established.
1: I don't know. I mean, I haven't... As I said, I've I've only defeated two of the beasts. Okay. Two of the divine beast, I still have two more to go, and I still okay. have Ganon to beat. Yeah, that's one of the games that I got. How many
0: hours have you put into that game, dude?
1: Probably hundreds. <laughs> I'm just doing random shit in that game. Yeah, okay. Just going around, killing monsters, climbing rocks. Hey, there's a watchtower. I should yeah, probably yeah. go there.
0: Yeah, I want to get this korok seed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just collecting Korok seeds pretty much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It, it's
0: it's it's a good, like feel kind of game
1: yeah it's and the music is just perfect yeah yeah okay it, like if if you like puzzles
0: i guess like i'm i always say this like i'm an old dude mm. that i really don't care for puzzles or like trying to beat a puzzle mm. my, my puzzle was like make video game make my video game and yeah. and try to do a good job at it yeah like that that seems to be like the most hardest thing for me to do right now
1: well, most video games, if you're in, if you're a solo developer, take years to develop.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm finding that out, man.
1: Decade, probably.
0: I, I feel like I'm approaching my like second year developing yeah. this thing, like in my free time. Yeah. And it's a thing of like, man, it's just hard to find good talent, you know.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it's especially if you're an indie developer, you kind of have to shell out money from your own pocket yeah. and things like that. It's man, i
0: I'd, I'd love to find another person to work with you yeah. know we yeah you mentioned harry before i was just like i i would have loved to have made made a game with harry yeah you know i just thought like a programmer artist combo would be fucking great
1: you should talk to him he's making
0: he's i know making i know he is but i game. i know he's probably got his own idea yeah you he want to make his thing
1: yeah. that
0: that's typically where it is like you have a lot of creative people mm. and they want to make their thing and you want to make your exactly. thing exactly
1: and most of the times ideas collide and yeah like
0: and unfortunately with me i'm just like no i want to make my thing i'm sorry
1: this is what I told to someone. It's like if you're going to make games with friends, then you're not friends with them anymore.
0: uh Yes and no. Like you know, the Jonathan, Chris, and Eric situation kind of worked uh,
1: out. I think that's one of that's like one. The in a exception, million. yeah, that's <laughs> one in a million. You don't want to place your bets on one in a million.
0: Yeah, but there, there are. Okay, yeah, I I can think of. um
1: No, you become friends
0: where that, it it fell apart. So.
1: Yeah, you become friends with people who you make games with, Mm. but you can't make games with your friends.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I wouldn't know. All, All I can say is that, you know, growing up where I grew up, it was very hard to find other developers and...
1: Uh, New Zealand is still has a huge debt for developers. You know, there's there's very less people, around especially there. for us boomers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone who can who can like work in our pace, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I I think uh,
0: the younger guys coming in like with a Unreal background. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, of course I can yeah. I can just blueprint this up. Yeah. And, and it's what they know.
1: Yeah. And where they're saying, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought I back thought in I, my day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All
0: right, boy, sit here. <laughs> Let me tell you a story of my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. we had to we had to paint out seams in, in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah,
1: ah, oh, those days, man, yep. those days. Yep,
0: that, that, that was, dude. How, how do you stay? How do you stay up to date? How,
1: uh, how do you keep the knife sharp? How do I keep it? Uh, just doing like little projects in my own time. Yeah, trying to. So if, if there is a new update that comes around, I tend to make my project about it, and yeah. Then try to do it, and then and then kind of hopefully learn something out of it. Yeah, you know, uh, this is I might not up to date. I I might not be up to date from an industry standpoint, but I might I am up to date into in uh, as in what I might want to learn. Yeah, you know, so
0: I think is, is that very much Houdini centric when you talk talk about updates.
1: It's very. Houdini, It used to be very Houdini centric, but now it's kind of going into the Unreal realm. Right. And I'm okay. Kind of doing that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the chaos route. Yeah. The chaos okay. and nightmare and things
1: yeah. like that. Yeah. That's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I I like shit. Um, unreal is in that position where yeah. they are making waves. It is waves. unreal. Yeah. 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 They're doing cool stuff now. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up let's do it man um shit do you have any social media you want to plug uh are you on instagram are you uh, are you on the twitter I mean, do, you, do you want to plug it stay off of it as okay <laughs>
1: okay i'm not on an yep. any all right cool i'm not on <laughs> cool. instagram i'm not on facebook i'm not on twitter uh i'm probably on linkedin maybe I don't awesome know. yeah all right all right um don't even
0: bother yeah. trying to trying to contact yeah. jackson please don't but the, the, hey this was a, a i think it's pretty great to, yeah to have you here yeah i learned a lot about you
1: mate it's yeah it's been awesome and uh and i mean it's thank you so much for bringing me over here to do Shit. it.
0: hey uh, no worries yeah uh that that was an ep- an episode of front seat gamer apparently but hey it might it might depending on how it's received i may or may not do more of these um let, let me know in emails yeah and jackson i'll like probably have you on at some point again if if it
1: yeah, does well yeah, yeah. Uh, 100% uh, yeah uh, thank you so much for bringing me over and uh, and I mean it's always great to talk to you you've yeah. always been <laughs> in the kitchen talking about things <laughs> thanks man this is only a change of environment yeah yeah was, thanks for coming over yeah. thank you Oh, uh, thank you so much for bringing me over and uh, and yeah it was, it was it was pretty good awesome
0: yeah thank you very much and uh, listeners write in let, let me know what you think of this